Welcome to the Gathering of the Disciples. What I've decided is going to be the name of what we do call our community gathering that happens every single month. I've, community of the Blood God was a little boring. Gathering of the Disciples has a mysterious ring. Makes You kind of want to do that. You want to be part of the cult, right, Nadia? It makes it sound like someone's going to end up on an altar with a knife in their chest. So yes, I'm good with it. <laughs> Beware the slime. Say, this is a fascinating behind-the-scenes look. Yeah, welcome to the Sausage Factory. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to be talking to the community about everything that is happening in Acts of the Blood God right now. We'll be taking your questions. We will be chatting. Um, oh, that's a good idea to right-click and suppress non-participants. But at the same time, I... The, that ship has sailed. We're gonna go. We're just gonna go forward and we hope have that learned, things don't get like messed up. We have learned for next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, hi. Let's talk, Nadia. So, community updates: things that have been happening. First thing is first. Television of the Blood God is all done. What do you think, Nadia? How did it go? Uh, as we discuss at length in these episodes that we have recorded, it was really up and down. Mm -hmm. And I think it ended on a high enough note that I'm excited for season two. But mm -hmm. there was a pretty big pit there from like, what was it? Episode six, seven, uh, eh, or five, six, seven. But it, it, it was definitely, it, it undulated. But in the end, I think everything evened out fine. Undulate. Undulate. Don't you like that word? I love that word. Undulate, Undulate is a good word. Not going to lie. I will say this about television of the blood god. I think that... The Witcher ultimately was fun, but I don't know. Like in hindsight, I don't think I would have chosen to do um, The Witcher as our mm. first show because like maybe I would have gone for something more nostalgic, something that would have grabbed the attention of our community because the impression that I got was that it had a small following on the Discord, but it wasn't really grabbing uh, attention because people didn't necessarily care about a Netflix show that came out a year ago. <laughs> That's kind of the thing, but I also think it was essential because I do want to end up covering the second season as it happens, and I think people will be a lot more interested in that, so we kind of got the first season over with. But that was also a lot of work for you to edit, like, mm -hmm. week after week. There was a lot of clips that you inserted and stuff. Ruka says, oh, I loved the Witcher episodes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Um, you know, I think the episodes themselves came out really well, and we worked really hard to mm. kind of make them really interesting and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like I have to consider like what the value add is for television right. of the blood God. So I, I guess we'll see if we'll continue on to season two. Maybe it'll be easier if people are excited to be able to watch season two. It'll feel a little more current. We're not talking about a show that's like a year old. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, I think that some of the things that we want to do with Television of the Blood God is, for example, uh, we're going to watch a movie uh, mm -hmm. pretty soon. Uh, we're going to make it less focused on RPGs and more like stuff that we just think would appeal to our audience, uh, to RPG fans, as it were. Yes. RPG Divergent. Yes, exactly. RPG Divergent. Uh, that's why we're doing Summer of the Rings, because strictly speaking, it's not based on an RPG property. But come on. But, I mean, come on. There's every so many RPG, hooks, right? Every RPG owes a debt to Tolkien. Every, we could, absolutely. I mean, we could talk about like Evangelion, right? Or, you know, like anime. And we could talk about its connections to 
uh, RPGs and that kind of thing, but oh, also absolutely. just as connections to nerd culture. It's like, well, we like it, right? Like, I'm just never... thinking about, I'm just straight up thinking about doing a Gundam series, like, watch, because, <laughs> I mean, why not, right? I'll, I'll do it if it's Wing. I want to watch Wing again. Uh, th- th- here's the thing. <laughs> if if we watch Wing, that's like 50 episodes. Oh, God. Okay. I, I, Are you gonna, I, do you want to do 50 episodes of this stuff? No, I think the joke would be over after episode two. Or whenever the yeah. invitation gets ripped off. I can't remember what episode that was. Uh, Zalesium was like, Gundam 8th MS team? Question mark? And I'm like, yeah, something like that. Or even like a mini, mini series where I like do Gundam 080 because that stands up well enough on its own. Um, personally, I've always said that Gundam 080 is like the best entry point into the show. Interesting. So I think that Gundam 080 like might be a good shout as well. Oh, something to consider then. Um, I am very ignorant about Gundam, so yeah. I'll well, that's your the lead. fun of it is that I would be there explaining it all, but then you would be there as the first timer, so it'd be kind Ooh. of a, a new thing. One of my most vivid Gundam memories is we were at PAX East one year, and you and Mike were fighting about Gundam, some stupid story point. I can't remember what it was, and I was freezing my ass off because you <laughs> we were all walking at like two miles an hour, and I had my spring coat because I thought Boston was going to be. A little bit warmer that time of year. Stupid me. So yeah, that was a that was an adventure. Thank you for that. Uh, Gold Batman is saying that um, he is hoping that maybe we could do a curation of hmm. different Gundam Wing episodes, like some of the best, rather than just all of them, which isn't a terrible idea because there's a lot of filler in Gundam Wing. Yeah, so, that like here are twelve of anime. episodes that define Gundam Wing. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's something to put on yeah. the docket, maybe. So something to jump into. Another thing that I'm kind of wondering is, is it worth it doing the clips and following the Talking Simpsons format uh, and doing more of a, like, a straight recap? Or should we just like kind of almost treat it like Panthen of the Blood God, where each episode mm-hmm. we have different segments and we're just having kind of a more of a free-flowing conversation about the episode rather than doing like a straight-up recap? I think it would be up to the people who are watching, like, to vote on it. But I really feel like maybe saving our energy on the recaps might not be the worst idea and just kind of going straight to the discussion. Because if anyone's going to tune into, especially an older show like Witcher, uh, they might not care so much about the recap. They're going to be there because they want to th- hear what we thought about it. Like, of course, we could sum it up very quickly, but not like mm-hmm. the way we do it now. I'd be curious to know what all of you want out of Television of the Blood God. Um, mostly because I just want it to be something that people are genuinely excited about. And I didn't necessarily, if I'm being like super frank right now, I did not Mm -hmm. necessarily feel a lot of excitement with, uh, the Witcher watch, uh, throughout, which at the end kind of made it a chore to actually get through because I had to spend a lot of time and effort, um, planning and everything. I'm I'm glad I watched the Witcher. I had a good time. I'm going to keep watching, uh, Witcher going forward, but um, no, yeah. uh, we, we want to excite you. We want to excite you. That's why we're going to watch Pokemon The Origin. <laughs> I, I actually would love to do that one because it's that was like, what, four episodes? and Yeah, it was short. Yeah, it was fun. Short and It's fun. not insane like trying to watch the entirety of uh, the Kanto arc of the original no, Gundam. And no, it fits, no. uh, fits into the 25th anniversary of Pokemon at this point. Yeah, 25th. Oh, God, we're old. Hello, Kev called. Thank you so much for the nice words saying thank you for the amazing content, Nadia. Oh, thank you so much. 
uh, Duckmeat says, I thought the Witcher blood talk was good. That's how I felt, at least. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. Thank you so much. And Zelestium said, I didn't tune for Witcher mainly because I haven't played the game, so I didn't have that tie-in to motivate me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is based more on the books, but I can understand why someone who would would be more interested if they had played the games that they would be interested in the show. Like, I understand that. That's the issue, right? A lot Mm. of the time, people will be like, look, I'm not familiar with the source material. I don't care. I'm just not going to bother. Yeah, that's fair. You know what we should do? We should watch that really old... <laughs> we should watch the old Fire Emblem anime that came over here. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. I've never seen that one. I, you just have to look out the best clips on YouTube. The, the voice acting is legendary. Excellent. So that's our television of the Blood God update. So we're going to be taking a couple weeks off uh, from that, getting ourselves kind of sorted out and in order, and then uh, we'll come back. Though, there's an alternative that I've been thinking about that I've kind of been mulling, Nadia. Something for March. That might be a lot of fun. And I might make it a Patreon exclusive. Oh, so I'm looking forward to that. Is it like St. Patrick's Day themed? Everyone gets drunk. That sounds good. (laughs) No, March Madness themed. Oh, God, that's the same thing, practically. Nadia, it's high time that we do a March Madness bracket for Acts of the Blood God. I know absolutely nothing about March Madness, so sure. 64 games split into different regions. So you'd have the East and the West, right? Mm -hmm. We'd have East Modern, East Retro, West Modern, West Retro regions, like so split into four. And then we would seed the games. So like Final Fantasy VII might be the number one seed in the number one seed and the number two seed in East Retro, right? Right. And then you might have, I don't know... Insert Lufia two as the eighth as the eighth seed, uh-huh. and they go head to head. Our community gets to choose them. We do like a social media tie in, and we just throughout the month get all the way to the end, and we just p- periodically provide updates on the podcast. That sounds kind of fun. It yeah. reminds me a bit of the uh, best game ever polls that go up on uh, what was it game FAQs? Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. And that one year that Undertale won and everybody lost their minds. That was great. <laughs> Satellite of Love. Lufia 2 is the Cinderella story. I, I, I am totally into the idea of our community just voting against uh, the, the usual suspects, right? And it would be fun. It's like, what, what's the head-to-head this this week, Nadia? Well, I mean, Lufia 2 yeah. in a shocking upset defeated Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, my God. Uh, that so, would be yeah. a lot of fun. And, and there are plenty of amazing RPGs, like, you know, just get 64 candidates right from the start, just see them yeah. up, have a good time. Yeah. yeah I just have to build right. this. Because, you know, I'm not busy enough. No. Cat <laughs> <laughs> uh, is not good at taking rests, people. No, I'm not. I, I mean, the problem is that I'm kind of insistent on not only running the podcast, but uh, trying to also do uh, work and also try to find another job. <laughs> You're you're like the uh, you know on the Simpsons the tapa 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 woman. She's like pull up pull up pull up. Never mind, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Yes, uh, unfortunately. So uh, so yeah, that's where we stand on that. Um, in the meantime, another fun update. If you haven't been following elsewhere, we have officially hit our five k five k uh, goal, 
and I'm now playing Final Fantasy XIV. We just recorded our segment for this week in which we have a new segment on the show, the Final Fantasy XIV Corner, the update, the update, 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 update in which update. I talk about my run through Final Fantasy XIV, my experiences, and I'll be like, I have no idea who these people are. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I sure am a very tall elf going through the world. <laughs> by the way, I'm watching uh, uh, Queen's Gambit while I'm playing. Yeah, Kat did meet uh, Ida and Papa Limo. Mm. The, so the you know the, the girl who you, you mentioned the crotch thing and uh, mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. her little Lala fell companion. Yeah, no, I, I like them. They're fun. Yeah, they're cool. I like them. They're awesome. And uh, going back to a Realm Reborn the way I did for a bit before I gave up and just paid my way through to play with my friends, um, I really appreciate how far the characters have come and just. I can't even I can't even explain it to you because I know you're at the start and everything, but uh, you eventually your heart grows for them eventually. Your heart grows three sizes that day. It's true. Brian C. Nerd, thank you so much for putting us over the top for the five K. And we had that really fun uh initial stream for it. We did when you saw the I think someone did a clip took a clip of us playing and you're just talking and all of a sudden the regalia rolls by and you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> Because <laughs> that? <laughs> that's the funny. fun of Final Fantasy. It was kind of ridiculous. Have you like you must have noticed that though by now, like how much like Final Fantasy tributes are just are everywhere around you when you play this game? Not so far, really. I mean, I definitely see a lot of references. Uh, yeah, when yeah. I say references, I mean like you know, just having the evil empire. It's like, well, oh. this is Final Fantasy as hell. Garleans, Gar. Yeah. There you go, Garlemon. Yeah, the Darth Vader guy. Darth Vader guy. Uh, good old what's his face? I can't even remember. But he 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 he's a character who develops eventually. Uh, we also have a, a crosslink shell, and we're going to be starting a free company at some point for Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. Uh, for now, we have the Crossworld Link shell. If you want to join in on that, just uh, we have a couple people on the Final Fantasy fourteen Discord who can help you with that if you want to join in. Mm-hmm. When I'm on, I usually let people know, hey, I'm on. I'm, if you want to add me as a friend, go ahead. I haven't had a cat yet because you have to both be on at the same time. It's kind of stupid. Salazar Naruto says, this is the first time I've seen what not cat Nadia looks like. We look very tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we recorded a two and a half hour Pantheon of the Blood God episode today. We did. I mean, I have to admit, lockdown has made me look like more of a hobo than usual. I haven't gotten a good haircut in months because everything shut down in Toronto and frankly uh, to remain that way with the variants floating around. So I've been kind of going at my own bangs with, with scissors to, to varied effect. Like, good. I mean, I just stopped getting haircuts. Like this is, my hair is just growing forever, right? Like, yeah, you got like Rapunzel hair going on though. When, I, when yeah. my hair gets long, like it just starts curling. Uh-huh. It, it gets ridiculous. If you have a good haircut right now, you are a freak says beware the slimes. <laughs> If you have a good haircut no, now, we know even in the black market, because there is like a black market for haircuts. <laughs> so we're going to give a Pantheon of the Blood God update. And in the meantime, if you have questions for us, I'd love to see them in the chat so that we can also discuss them publicly, because it's a little town square. It's a disciple gathering of the disciples where we do all of our terrifying rituals and that kind of thing. I, I have for to, um, the Blood God. I think it was Ruka, sorry, who, uh, if I don't remember exactly who, who asked if I was playing or either of us was playing the triangle uh, triangle strategy demo yet. And that's something we discussed on the podcast that we just recorded. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, 
Uh, I don't think Kat has gotten a chance to play it yet, but I have heard um, uh, feedback saying that it's generally very good. Much more Tactics Ogre than Final Fantasy Tactics, which has some people mm. a little bit riled up. So you have more story-based choices versus systems-based choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was complaints about how you, they drop you in the middle of the story, so there's a whole bunch of dialogue going on with characters. You have no idea who they are, and the voice acting isn't great. So that was a weird choice for a demo, I think. But there will, of course, be a survey, as there was with Octopath, as there was with Bravely Default. Mm-hmm. If you play the game, by all means, fill out the survey. Because they, as time has proven, they have li- they listen to those surveys. I will totally play it when I have a second, but the past two days have been insanely busy for me. So yeah, I like just we, literally we have not had time to play video games, which is yeah. funny because this is not a, nominally my time, my my job, right? It, that happens so often where you don't have time to play video games and it's your job. Mm-hmm. That's my life. Uh, Big Boss's solid good idea, gold ideas to incorporate my sports love into the show with a Final Fantasy draft. So basically, we draft <laughs> party members, bosses, etc. from the series, and once we, uh, once one is off the board, it's off the board. So here's the thing: oh. what's the scoring? We need to have a good scoring system in order to make this work. Oh, so yes. come up with a good scoring system, and I'll get right on that. That's a good idea. I like that. Like uh, putting the characters against each other, like you have. Cloud versus, I don't know, Sean, Sean Toto. Squall. Like, <laughs> Squall. I, I'm choosing Cloud. I'm sorry. I'm going to draft Squall first just to annoy you. I know you will. I'm going to draft Kane Highwind to annoy you. Who would be the first overall pick in Final Fantasy VII? Or like, in sorry, not Final Fantasy, in a Final Fantasy draft that includes all of the heroes and all of the major villains. I would uh, say Sephiroth. the number one pick is Sephiroth. Sephiroth by far, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And number two pick was probably maybe Celeste. I'd go with Kane. I, I'm a sucker for Kane. Oh, I think it would be somebody from a mo- probably Final Fantasy VII again. Like Final Fantasy VII characters would go off the board really fast. Yeah, they would. They'd be they'd be number one. I'd say Tifa. I'm going with Tifa. Vic Boss says listeners can vote for who ends up making the best Final Fantasy game. Oh, okay, so basically we have our two teams, and then people go, okay, who which team do people prefer effectively that's mm. kind mm. of a fun dumb idea for maybe for maybe in time for the nfl draft cat <laughs> is eternally sports minded it might help to have a guest or two who can be able to pick uh make the stakes higher as characters get filled oh yeah no we could should get alex donaldson on here oh he'd love he's, it you got a big nfl guy a moment ago. Yeah. yeah is he is he nfl but he's like He's he's from the UK. He likes uh, he likes yes. NFL. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a he's, I think he's an LA Rams fan. Oh, really? Oh, neat. Uh, Brian Pan asks, in general, when discussing RPGs, where do you fall between reviewing as a fan versus a critic? Um, I mean, I'm kind of both, honestly. I'm I'm a I'm a professional. Like, so whenever I play, I'm a professional. Whenever I play a video <laughs> game, I just naturally look at it through the eyes of somebody who's been in this industry for 12 years at this point. I can't turn it off. Uh, but I, I am cat. I have my own ideas and my own like likes and dislikes uh, when it comes to RPGs. I know what makes me excited. Like when I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, like I like felt kind of a giddy joy. Like that is a little bit rare <laughs> at times where I was just like, oh, <laughs> I am really digging this. This is like bringing, reminding me how much I like games and how much I like RPGs. So, um, I am, um, I, I, I don't know. I find I, I get 
I don't want to say I'm more joyful than you, but I, I get like excited more often than you do about uh, about RPGs. I think like I'm a cynical I mean, husk. I don't know. I'm I'm cynical too in some ways, but I, I have too much hope for humanity in the end of it all. I review games from the perspective of I, I kind of try to fall between that line where. Um, maybe someone who's interested in picking this up for the first time, what would they expect? What could they find? And also, well, let's say it's a fan of a longtime series, what would they like? Uh, a good example uh, would be like Dragon Quest VIII, which is very much a game that is for fans, but anyone can pick up. So I'd evaluate it accordingly. Um, what's what's easy about it? What makes it accessible? What would fans like? What's What makes them excited about it? And... It all also depends on what the game is, like what series it's part of. Like when I reviewed, I didn't even review Trails of Cold Steel four. I revealed, sorry, I reviewed Trails of Cold Steel three, which is very much a game that I did not review on the perspective of someone who had come into it for the first time, because you are not going to come into Trails of Cold Steel with the third, the third installment. It's just not a good idea. Uh, by contrast, Ease nine, which I reviewed for IGN. That is a game you can jump into if you're a first-time Ease fan. So, again, I reviewed it in the context of, well, do you like fast-paced, cool, slashy-hacky RPGs with fun characters and, you know, fun story that this is absolutely a game for you? Uh, if you're an Ease fan, well, okay, it's a lot like Ease 8. Here's what you can expect that's different. Here's what's the same, blah, 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 blah. So I really take it on a case-by-case basis. I just... I really like when a game comes out and surprises me and makes me go, like genuinely love it. Like yeah. Yakuza Like a Dragon, genuinely loves that game. Persona 4 Golden, yeah. genuinely love that game. Pocket Card Jockey, for God's sake. That was such um, a great game. God, that needs to come to the Switch. Last year, Hades. Hades did that yeah, for me. Yeah, there you go. Total surprise game. Like I knew I'd love it because I love Supergiant, but I was just blown away by how much I loved it. And I was so glad to see how much people loved it as well. Because Supergiant, I find... Um, I, I loved Bastion, but I, a lot of people seem to be like, eh, on Supergiant because they weren't really fans of Bastion. Beware the Slimes asks, what would you recommend as someone's first RPG if they've never played one before? I mean, that's tough because everything's an RPG now. <laughs> Go play Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. I don't know. You're, you're, you're right see about your that. RPG elements in there. Go play Destiny. Gosh, that is a, that is a, hard, ch that is a hard choice because you really have to know how much tolerance someone has for RPG tropes. I if they've see never played an RPG before, then they probably yeah. aren't the type who's going to want to play, I don't know, Torment Tides of Numenera. So exactly. Something that's easy and accessible, the correct answer is obviously Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's not exactly, a, that's not as exactly as accessible as like the original, I would think. Yeah, well, okay. Here's why I think it's accessible. It has more quality of life um, it's an action game, so it's just you're not dealing with turn-based stuff. Somebody who's never played an RPG before is probably going to be kind of allergic to turn-based uh, combat. True. It has a it has memorable characters, a great style to it. It's gorgeous. It's on modern consoles. It's not too complicated, but it's just complicated enough, and you don't have to have a, any prior knowledge of the series to appreciate it. If anything, it's probably better not to have any prior knowledge of the series <laughs> to be it, able it to appreciate is. it probably is a lot better um but yeah it's like if i if someone says to me recommend an rpg and i say okay uh dragon quest 11 again just out of the top of my head they're gonna is there a chance they'll be enthralled by the story and the characters from the start like wow i'm playing a story 
or are they going to say, why aren't these people shutting up? So I don't know what their <laughs> tastes are like. Because there are RPGs out there that have less dialogue and some that have more dialogue. So you really have to evaluate what they like. I mean, given time, you eventually start to realize what your own tastes are. Exactly. And then you discover that you're a Super Robot Wars nerd. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet. I don't know if I will. I just, I know what I like, which is when a when an RPG, A, has really nice art style, and B, is about character recruitment, and C, gives me some agency to recreate the world in my own image, like, I don't know, Stardew <laughs> Valley or Animal Crossing or something, I'm like- Fallout 4, you seem to really like that. This is precisely my shit. Here we go. I'm building up an entire city of settlements I'm in. Like, I don't even want to finish the story. <laughs> Yeah, once Final Fantasy XIV launches that 6.0 Stardew Valley expansion, you're gone. Ruka, Kat, while searching for a job, do you list us on our, your, your resume? I have this discord of weebs that will come to your site. <laughs> <laughs> Ruka, I'll put you down as my reference. There you go. That's nice. Hey, IGN. Ruka, like, just here's their uh, phone number for Ruka. Hey, Polygon. Just give them a call. They'll uh, say nice things on my behalf. I am so happy to just be freelance for a little bit longer. I just don't want, I, I don't want that nine to five life. Uh, that's, that makes sense. If you can make it work, I find the uncertainty is a little bit like, eh. So I'm kind of like not extremely excited. Or like I would prefer to have a steady income by day and then I could do the podcast by night. That's fair, but... Uh, for now, thankfully, knock on wood, I have some good contracts that'll last me a while, so I'm just living for the moment for a little bit. I'm genuinely glad to hear that, Nadia. Like, you oh, certainly you. deserve it. Thank you. Um, it's not all work-related to games, but it, it pays. I mean, I'm happy to have it. I am glad as well. So, looking ahead to next month, obviously we have to choose a new Pantheon of the Blood God game. I've been really happy with how the Pantheon Game Club has been going. Though, mm -hmm. of course, we have a Discord full of weaves, so they're all into Final Fantasy VIII. And <laughs> look, I'm going to go against the grain and pick a Western RPG next month. I'm going to make you all play a Western RPG for... No! God help me. I just no, hope I cool. don't kill the Game Club next month. <laughs> There's a lot of people in our, who listen to us who like Western RPGs. Right? Everyone yeah, trying like, to know. I don't... This is... The second month in a row that we ended up doing a JRPG, which was not in my intention originally. I had <laughs> intended to do a Western RPG. Um, I'm glad we did Final Fantasy VIII. I think that's like a game that was like, okay, let's do a crowd pleaser, right? Yeah. I wanted a crowd pleaser after doing Lufia 2, which was not a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think we could do a Western RPG that is a crowd pleaser. That is accessible. Yes. Uh, oh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Lord of the Rings, The Third Age. Ugh, I don't know if Lord of the Rings, The Third Age should go on a Pantheon list is the problem. Like, we're talking about games that would be in the Pantheon of the Blood God, the best yeah. of the best. I don't know if I've heard of Lord of the Rings, Third Age. <laughs> Not, I've heard of Divinity Original Sin. It's Final Original Fantasy X, but Lord of the Rings. Uh, sure. Chris, you haven't played Final Fantasy X. No, I haven't. I will. Mass Effect and what Fallout are Western RPGs. Yeah, I'm down. So yeah, like yeah. that's uh that's not a bad shout. Uh but the thing is that I kinda wanna wait for Mass Effect. I kinda the wanna remake. do Mass Effect when the remastered comes out. 
Yeah, because I don't plan to play it until the remaster comes out. So it'll be out mid-May. Um, so it makes sense to do it during that month, right? The only yeah. problem is that people wouldn't be able to easily join into the game club until, you know, until it comes out. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, once it does, like, there we go. We have that. We have that month squared away. That's the frustrating thing about trying to uh, sync up the timing is that, OK, well, now if I wait till June, that means we're not going to have the actual Pantheon podcast until mm-hmm. July, which is like two months later. And so and I wouldn't mind it being kind of timely. So, right. We might just have to, like, suck it up and say, OK, we're starting the Pantheon. We're, we're, we're doing the Pantheon thing with Mass Effect in May. And yeah, like it's not ideal timing for the game club. Uh, you don't have to play the remastered, but join in when you can. So yeah, that sounds good. Aaron wants to know if we do like uh, Aaron MS2 at, wants to know if we would do like KOTOR since they've never finished mm. that one. Not a bad shout. But the thing is, I'm deliberately avoiding the top 25 right now, which we did a while ago. You can go listen to all that back catalog. We've talked about those episodes, those particular games kind of ad nauseum. I'm looking for the games that would be Pantheon, potentially Pantheon quality, but we haven't talked about as much. Yeah. Uh, what was it that we went SNES? Secret of the Seven Stars, whatever that terrible game was. There we go. Let's, let's play that. Somebody like earlier was saying, hey, finally, the Two Worlds 2 uh, podcast I've been waiting for. <laughs> A uh, gold Batman says related. I've never played a Dragon Age. That could be good. Yeah, maybe. Um, I played the first Dragon Age. I wasn't that impressed, but maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. I need to give it another try. I would like to play. I mean, I would be up for playing Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age Origins. Freaking! If I put Dragon Age two, I'm afraid people might actually vote for it, <laughs> and then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> Eric yeah, will just, exactly. Was it, is it Eric will be there like spamming the vote button? <laughs> Oh, it. it's not a crook is right. The only great WRPG is Etrian Odyssey, which is actually a JRPG, but I digress. Uh, I mean, it is a Etrian great RPG. Etrian Odyssey would be a dope game to have as a potential game. Oh, I would love to have Etrian Odyssey. Like, Etrian Odyssey is one of the series that I always heard about, but never really tried until one day I was like, oh, it's on sale. I'll give it a try. And I just really loved it. I'm, I'm bad mm. at it, but I loved it. I like Goldman Man's. When will people learn democracy doesn't work? <laughs> No, we have to have a dictatorship going, and it's just you and I are making the decisions from now. All in all, I think that the trajectory of the podcast is really positive, Nadia. Yeah, we are gaining a lot of listeners, a lot of followers, a lot of uh, patrons. Uh, I am surprised a bit that I'm always surprised that people want to like hear me talk, just mm-hmm. talk about RPGs or anything, really. Yeah, I think that we've managed to kind of settle into a good groove we've leveled off for sure but you know we're Mm -hmm. still picking up some people i'm i'm anticipating a little bit of a drop uh at the beginning of the next month possibly below the 5k mark in which case i'm stopping final fantasy 14 can't make me play unless we're above 5k (laughs) no i'll I'll keep playing you're gonna keep playing and i'm sure you're gonna love it i'll keep playing i'll keep playing uh exclusively lex wants to know if we're gonna get a youtube channel i mean that's Mm. a good idea i will do it with all the time that i have on my hands (laughs) <laughs> honestly though it is a good idea uh just upload stuff there i suppose like i don't think we're gonna do any like separate videos for youtube but yeah i mean i'm amazed that parish manages to find the time to actually do this thing like it's I'm, incredible I'm amazed, yeah like parish 
Bob Mackie. Parrish has like five jobs. He He's so, I don't know how he appears un, so unfrazzled every time I see him or he's on camera or anywhere. He's always just so perfect. It's not a crook wants to know who would win in a fight, Blood God or Retronauts. Um, well, if we're talking about the mascots, I mean, we're talking about a fire god that would smite an astronaut, so. <laughs> oh, poor retronaut astronaut. He'd just be minding his own business. What the hell? <laughs> Brian C. Nerd says, I'll just up my pledge. You're never escaping. Uh, <laughs> everyone's going to match your pledge so you're in Catboy Hell forever, Cat. Jeremy, gonna... also, is it distracted by the Discord? Lol. It's true. I'm know. constantly distracted by that damn Discord. I don't know. Does Retronauts have a Discord? I'm not part of it. If no. They are. no, they do not. It's our advantage. Everybody will bail on us when Retronauts starts its Discord. I can't see Parrish maintaining a Discord. I love that guy, but he would just be so frazzled so fast. <laughs> and Ruka wants to know, do you think you might add more tiers in the future? Um, I would love to add more tiers. I need some ideas as to what those tiers could entail. I would also like to do merch. But I'd I want, love to do merch. I would love to do merch, but I, I want to do good merch. I don't want to have crappy, you know, second rate merch. I want like a really good t-shirt that I would be proud to wear. Right. So. But we got this fancy new logo that you might see at yeah. uh, the bottom corner of our stream over on Twitch. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a start, right? I really like that one. Uh, I, people are really into enamel pins these days. So that's... Oh, uh, that's tough, though, you know. Yeah. You, you yeah. Make, just make a Blood God mascot and we're good. But uh, YouTube, not a bad idea. Merch isn't a bad idea. Additional tiers aren't a bad idea. And that reminds me, Nadia, we're coming up mm -hmm. really soon on having our $50 patrons uh, start <laughs> providing suggestions and also our $100 patron actually being on the show. That's really exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear that. That's a very uh, exciting time. I think that is about it for the Gathering of the Blood God. Thanks to so much to everybody for dropping by and hanging out with us and kind of doing our quick community update. Um, like I said, I think the podcast is going really well i'm extremely happy with the weekly episodes i'm extremely happy with the pantheon of the blood god i think the podcast in so many ways is better than ever i think the yeah. community has enhanced the entire thing immeasurably i had so much fun doing the nintendo direct reactions and i want to do that again really soon i'm having a fun time streaming with all of you i'm super excited for our final fantasy 14 guilds uh we have a kick-ass little community here and I love mm -hmm. each and every one of you. Yes, even you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your Not friends. Not you, Ruka. The Axe Spray joke, bad. Nope. <laughs> Don't like you. Aw, we love everyone. Okay, you're fine. You're all good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Nadia, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, keep being cool. Tell all your friends about us. Uh, yes. Stay safe. Stay warm. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do tell your friends about us, make sure they're they're, they're, they're your cool friends. No, no uncool <laughs> friends. You know what I mean? Like the the ones who are chill and aren't going to, you know, start stuff. <laughs> all right. Follow us on all of the social media channels. Axe of Blood God. That's Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, sorry, I'm on Twitter at the underscore cap. Nadia is at Nadia Oxford and also twitch.tv slash cat Bailey TV, where I am streaming this right now. Uh, if you're not already on our Patreon, um, which I assume everybody listening to this in real time is, but if you're listening to this on our free feed, hey, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash bloodgodpod, where you get benefits like Television of the Blood God and Pantheon of the Blood God and all of that 
exciting blood stuff. God. The blood god. So we'll be back as always on Monday. Until then, for Nani myself, thanks for listening. Until next time, happy adventuring.